it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh man, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. Broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. A man who did not get ousted as Speaker of the House yesterday. Kevin McCarthy falling on his sword. Less than 24 hours after declaring on Twitter that Matt Gates should bring it on. That was embarrassing. Real tough day on the Hill for McCarthy, but all the Democrats celebrating his ouster now waking up to the reality that Jim Jordan could be the next House Speaker or, heaven forbid, Donald Trump. That was the official press release coming from DNC headquarters a short while ago. We played you the audiobook version. But 888-788-9910 if you want to be a part of today's food fight. And it's going to be a wild one. Byron Donalds is going to be here from the 19th Congressional District of Florida. Andy Biggs, who was inside the Matt Gates camp in leading the charge against McCarthy, will also join us from the Fighting Fifth District of Arizona. But everyone is welcome. Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. None of it matters on this show, dang it. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, man. You can be a Republican, you can be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. All we ever, ever ask is that you don't be a There it is. Happy Wednesday. Funny experience for me last night. So we're sitting here covering the end of the show. In the last hour, I had the panel on yesterday. I was like, God, it's going to be a a light news day on Tuesday. I'll invite some of my buddies on and we'll take it easy on the air. Wrong. Lo and behold, this motion to oust McCarthy gets steam from the Democrats. And why does it happen, according to McCarthy? Because Nancy Pelosi, who had told him she would always have his back, Uh, if he found himself in a situation like this, quietly instructed every single Democrat to vote him out of there. That's just how white folks will do you. So you understand the way this went down yesterday is eight Republicans voted to oust McCarthy. 210 Republicans voted to keep him. But he went out anyway, because at the end of the day, the Democrats played team ball. They wanted the Republicans to look bad and chaotic and unable to lead the House of Representatives. So Pelosi sent the play into the huddle. And lo and behold, that was the play. Get him out of here. Get him out. Got him right out. Okay, and that's the Democrats playing team ball, something the Republicans have been unable to do. And, you know, to be clear, there is a comparison to be made against between McCarthy and Pelosi and the You know, the comparison is not a flattering one for McCarthy. This guy did not have the votes, okay? It took him 15 tries to get confirmed. He will go down as the only Speaker of the House whose confirmation hearings lasted longer than his tenure, okay? Nine months out the door, okay? And it's fascinating, but he never did quite have the hold over his party, which is why we came as perilously close as we did to a shutdown, And he was only able to avert it ultimately by making a deal with the Democrats, who then completely turned and knifed him in the back less than 48 hours after the deal was done. This is politics as usual. Which is to say it's unprecedented. We've never had a House of Speaker recalled and removed. 
Okay, the last time it was tried was in 1910. But I think the Republican Party learned a very harsh lesson. I don't think it was just Kevin McCarthy per se. I think they're waking up to the reality of just how cutthroat the Democrats are. They want power. They don't care if they plunge this country into chaos. And to be clear, neither did the Republicans like Matt Gates, who voted him out of there. But, you know, this whole be careful what you wish for thing you hear a lot about in politics, you know, the whole be careful what you wish for, you just might get it. Well, you know, the good news for Democrats is they wished for Kevin McCarthy to get out of there. The bad news is they got it. <laughs> Understand, if Jim Jordan is the next House Speaker, they're in big trouble. Okay, I tell you this all the time. The people I have on this show repeatedly, repeatedly, I've had a lot of lawmakers on once. You don't hear a lot of them on five times, eight times, ten times. But the people I have on the show repeatedly, they mean it off the air, off the air. Okay, we live in a world now of influencers where most people who serve in Washington are just trying to get clicks. They're trying to be relevant. Okay, they're trying to be all over the TV. I want to go viral. Okay, there's a reason Matt Gates is walking around with eyeliner on and 12 pounds of product in his hair. Okay, and I like Matt Gates on the radio. He's very entertaining. He's very theatrical, but he's an influencer. Okay, and in this instance, he has used his influence to trigger a change in the way we do business in Washington that, lo and behold, really might benefit every single one of us. You know, as much of a clown as he looks like in the moment, if you do get a speaker in there forced to keep their promises to pass single-item bills, to get a budget passed that doesn't require a 45-day looming shutdown every time we need to fund another continuing resolution, it will be progress on behalf of the American people. And I can tell you this. Jordan is a leave-no-stone-unturned guy when it comes to government accountability. That's why he's leading so many charges that he is over on the Judiciary Committee. But heaven forbid for the Democrats, it's not Jordan. If Donald Trump happens to be the next Speaker of the House, my God, the lunacy you will see in Washington, D.C. And to be clear, last night on Hannity, a show you will see me on tomorrow night, okay, Hannity brought up the idea that Trump's name has been floated for Speaker. Here it is, clip 16. Sources telling me at this hour some House Republicans have been in contact with and have started an effort to draft former President Donald Trump to be the next speaker. And I have been told uh, that uh, President Trump might be open to helping the Republican Party, at least in the short term, if necessary, uh, if it's needed. Seriously, though, can you imagine if the Democrats got rid of McCarthy because they wanted to make the Republicans look bad and then their arch nemesis got the power of the purse? Okay, they really would, like, actually lose their minds. Like, if you have a liquor license, open a store up in Washington, D.C. immediately. In fact, if you sell things stronger than liquor, because if it's Jordan or Trump, just forget about it because they're dealing with, you know, a real deal. Now, for Trump, he spoke about this shortly before his court case. Because naturally, when you're going to be the next Speaker of the House in this day and age, you're probably on your way into a courtroom <laughs> when you're asked about it. This is the world we're living in. Clip 17. Papers, but we're leading by like 50 points for president. 
My focus is totally on that. If I can help them during the process, I would do it. So that's Trump saying if he could help in the interim during this election, he would serve as Speaker of the House. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. The whole Democratic Party would be in big trouble under either scenario. Now, where this would be a win for Trump, and to be clear, I don't think he's going to be the next Speaker of the House. But where this would be a a win for Trump is as a guy who fancies himself a businessman, as a guy who fancies himself as a drain-the-swamp character who's going to go to war against the establishment and the pork and the selling out of our country, the Republicans control the House of Representatives, which means they control the power of the purse. So you really could make Trump the speaker as a businessman, and let's see him go in there and concentrate solely on the financials of our government. Okay, that would be phenomenal, and it would be a huge boost to his campaign if he ultimately wanted to continue to run, if in fact he could hang his hat on tangible, substantive changes to the way we're doing business in Washington. It would be insane. Okay, yes, the Democrats would lose their mind. Every media outlet known to man would be talking about assassination attempts because he'd be third in line for the presidency. And obviously nobody wants that. And that's not anything we'd ever advocate for. But the reality is the manufactured hysteria that surrounded Trump as a presidential candidate would absolutely be the manufactured hysteria that would be ratcheted up if, in fact, he were to run for Speaker of the House. He knows what he's talking about. So far, all we do know is Kevin McCarthy is not running. Uh, and here is him showcasing his naivete about Nancy Pelosi, clip number one. It was in this room, after we had won the majority, I had became Speaker less. And Nancy Pelosi came to me. She was Speaker at the time on the way out. And I told her I was having issues with getting enough votes. And she said, what's the problem? I said, they want this one one person can rule you out. She was the only speaker to have changed that rule. I had the power to call the vote on her, but I never would. I lost some votes because of it. Um, and she said, just give it to him. I'll always back you up. I made the same offer to Boehner and same thing to uh, Paul, because I believe in the institution. I mean. Are you stupid or something? So Kevin McCarthy says he gave Matt Gates and the Republicans, in order to get his speakership confirmed, the right for one person to call for his ouster via a vote. He conceded that right because Nancy Pelosi gave him her word that she wouldn't turn against him. Such an idiot! Seriously, he's too stupid to serve in this position. You can tell me it's unprecedented. You can tell me the Republicans look like clowns. Somebody said, ah, you know, the Democrats was watching MSNBC last night. They're like, the Republicans are behaving like a bunch of kindergartners. But if the Democrats really thought the Republicans were acting like kindergartners, they would have sent over a drag show. That's true. That is true. Okay, but the reality is, yeah, it looks messy in the short term. But if McCarthy was dumb enough to trust Nancy Pelosi, (laughs) probably shouldn't be the Speaker of the House. I'm not going to lie. If you've got to stand toe-to-toe with consequential decisions facing the House of Representatives. Okay, it's very cutthroat in Washington. Nobody knows how cutthroat it is. Like a guy, you know, named Jim Jordan or a guy like Donald Trump who have been in the crosshairs of the Democrats and all of these wild hearings and the House hearings that Jordan has presided over, you know, and the stuff that Trump is certainly going through now. Okay, you need somebody who is battle hardened. You need somebody who is not trying to read the room. They are trying to lead the room. Okay, Kevin McCarthy is out on his ass because he wasn't a good leader. Nancy Pelosi, we could hate everything about her policies, 
Okay, but she was a good leader. Her party did exactly what she told them to do. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. Okay, bottom line, she sent the plane to the huddle yesterday. She wasn't there to stab McCarthy in the back. She was on the other side of the country in California. But the play came in. Do you understand every single Democrat voted unanimously to oust McCarthy? Okay, that doesn't happen unless they've had a conversation about how they're going to handle this thing. And that's how we got to the precipice of voting. A motion was issued to table the resolution. Hey, do we want to even have this vote? Yes or no? And lo and behold, every single Democrat was like, yeah. At which point McCarthy was like, this could be a problem. Like, you know, it's bad when he was looking around for Bowman to pull the fire alarm. It's like, hey, can you get us out of here? This is not good. Okay, but the Democrats absolutely shivved McCarthy. Pelosi, who gave him her word that she'd never turn on him, she'd always have his back, she made the same deal with John Boehner, ultimately saw an opening and stuck that knife right in. Bingo. So McCarthy, in that regard, probably probably too naive to run this thing the way we need him to. But again, if this is ultimately addition by subtraction, every single Democrat that was celebrating last night all over cable news now made a bed they're going to be forced to sleep in, and they're not going to be happy about it, okay? Let me give you some of this, okay, because it's so fascinating. I'm sitting there last night waiting to go on Ingram, okay? And the way, you know, life works here, we're on the radio, you're hearing me wrap, you know, wrap up the show, they're about to vote on McCarthy, who knows how it's going to go? We all made a prediction, me and the comedians, Aaron and Brad and Jocelyn, and then lo and behold, the thing played out, And then I just find myself sitting in a chair waiting to go on TV. And McCarthy announced he was going to speak at 730. And they brought on Gates to rebut everything McCarthy was going to say. And I was just sitting there watching like history play out in front of my fat face, waiting to potentially go on TV. But the thing dragged on long enough that there was only about a minute left in the show by the time she could have went to me. So, you know, I got sent home. Fine. That happens in a live news scenario all the time. But as I was sitting there behind the scenes listening to these guys talk, It is 100%, I can tell you this, personal between Gates and McCarthy. But what everybody in establishment D.C. is starting to wake up to is the reality that it's also personal between us and them. McCarthy became speaker. Republicans were given back the House and the power of the purse because voters didn't want a go-along to get-along House of Representatives. They wanted border security. They wanted an America where we were a bigger spending priority than Ukraine. They wanted an America where your citizenship means more than the people breaking into this country illegally. Okay, And McCarthy, with very slim majorities, did some productive things. But if you were staking your whole existence in Washington on trusting Nancy Pelosi, you weren't going to last that long to begin with. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The show that connects you to people in high places. It's like the most important man in the world standing here and you got a conversation going with each other. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, reachable to you, the listener. 888-788-9910. McCarthy is out. Who should be in? Bonnie is in Charleston, South Carolina. She's got ideas. Bonnie. Okay, Jimmy, this is the most important question you're going to get today. Mm. If Jim Jordan becomes speaker, is he going to put on a suit coat? (laughs) I think he has to. No, I I think you have a couple you can lend him. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great if he showed up in one of my outfits? So somebody needs to ask him, because after all this to-do about the sweatshirt and Fetterman, I'm thinking, as speaker, he's going to need to break his own wardrobe rule. That's funny. Usually when you see him in the Senate, in in the chamber for a vote, he does have to wear a jacket. Like, I've seen him in that jacket he wears, the Navy. But yes, this would be a full-time occupation. That might be the biggest impediment to his speakership, is the dress code. You think he should just resign and run for Senate? I, I don't know. I'm really beginning to. I mean, I love the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love what happened yesterday. Yeah, but I do love mess. Jim Jordan, and I could see him as speaker, which he probably should have been in the first place, and we wouldn't have gone through he, all this. Yeah, I think he but, didn't want to leapfrog McCarthy. Like when McCarthy was running and his name was bandied about, he was like, well, we've got a guy. And that's, yeah. you know, part of politics. But now I think it's wide open. Give me a minute really quick because we have a commercial break coming up. What do you think of the idea that they're nominating Trump and he says he would do it? Okay, so I think this is great. Trump becomes Speaker of the House, uh, DeSantis becomes President, and we control everything. That'd be something. Uh, I, I listen. It's it's definitely being talked about in elite uh, Republican circles right now. So buckle up, because I know we thought yesterday was crazy, but yesterday, forget. I mean, stop it. That was entry level. That was page one in a very sloppy choose your own adventure. We just voted to oust the speaker. Now turn to page eighty three and see what happens next, Bonnie. Good luck out there, all right, girlfriend. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great day. There goes Bonnie making me drop Choose Your Own Adventure references on the radio. Did anyone grow up reading those? That was probably the last series of books I actually read. Be like you'd be reading a book and it would tell you if you want to do this, you go to that page. Or you want to go to this page, you do that page. And, you know, that would always happen to me. I'd be like, oh, good. I'm going to turn to page 82 and drive the DeLorean. I'll make it to the end of the book. And then you turn to page 82 and (laughs) then... That's where we are now in Washington. Uh, They have absolutely run this thing off the road. However, they could be coming back bigger and better than ever. I have callers on the line that will explain why when we come back. And if you want to weigh in as well, 888-788-9910. We need all the help we can get. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon discussing the aftermath of the McCarthy ouster on Capitol Hill. A straight-up Real Housewives episode. What comes next? Jordan has thrown his hat in the ring. A lot of talk of Steve Scalise being the guy. 
And then the defendant in lower Manhattan right now, Donald Trump, your 45th president, a man running to be president a second time, pull a Grover Cleveland and serve non-concurrent terms, may very well also be summoned to the chamber to wield the power of the purse in the House of Representatives. What say you? Do you want a Trump speakership? Do you want a Jordan speakership? Do you miss Kevin McCarthy because you secretly long for the good old days where Republicans sold out to Nancy Pelosi behind closed doors? Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. I'm fine with McCarthy going. I Like, I am. Like People are like, oh, the chaos. It looks so bad. Yo, you want to know what the chaos in D.C. is? It's Representative Cuellar getting carjacked a block from the Capitol because the city is that lawless. You want to talk about what the chaos in the country is? Okay. The border's been overrun. You got 10 million illegals coming into the country. Cartels have turned human trafficking and drug smuggling into a $2 billion industry. It's a humanitarian crisis. It's actual chaos. Okay, Congress had a 19% approval rating going into yesterday. So let's not act like they just besmirched some gold standard of integrity. I think he's got a point. I don't care. Get him out of there. Yes, Gates is a clown. Gates is a me-first influencer. But Gates is not a dopey guy. He has seen how the game is played in Washington. He has. He tells you that on my when he's on my show. Okay, we used to have Gates on quite a bit. And we would talk about how these open hearings work on Capitol Hill. They're like, ah, oh, Jimmy, yeah, they're going to bring in the tech guys today. They're all going to scream at Mark Zuckerberg for Facebook censoring content. And then when it's over, them and the Facebook lobbyists are going to go out to Cafe Milano and have a $10,000 lunch. That's how it works. It's a soundbite world. It's a lot of political theater. So I love the idea of somebody getting in there with a red pen and affecting actual change to the way we spend money in Washington. Jordan, I know him off the air, is a no-nonsense, cares-about-the-future-of-the-country guy. He's from the 4th District of Ohio. It's where Jenny Fail is from. It's where the best people in this country happen to reside. They're good people. They work their asses off. They drink way too much Natty Light. They have an unhealthy obsession with the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's not healthy. Okay, it's not. Okay, uh, but it's good. They're a good team, proud franchise, (laughs) big part of the state. And uh, I love the civic pride that comes with all of it. But the truth is, at their core, they're the best thing about this country. People who work hard, that are self-sufficient, that just want the government to stay the hell out of their lives. That's all you could ever ask for because that's what we built the country on, okay? That's all we were going after when we beat up the Brits up and down the East Coast. We just wanted freedom! Okay, and the people doing the most with that freedom happen to be living in that 4th Congressional District. Jordan, being one of them, uh, tells me we would have a no-nonsense guy in there. Okay, Trump, Trump, with the business acumen that he purports to have, could have an effective lane here to show everybody how he could demonstrate financial competency and get the budgets under control. That being said, Trump's appointment would lead to such a media circus that I don't know that he could govern any more effectively as House Speaker than he could as president, meaning they're going to spend the whole time saying we're all going to die. The minute Trump gets in there and cuts a program, they're going to be like, oh, it's because he's racist against them. So I don't know that Trump could, you know, could do this effectively. But, you know, if the truth is between now and Election Day, Republicans don't control the Senate. Okay, the president himself is a Democrat. There's not a hell of a whole lot Congress is going to get done. So if you want to make this a food fight and just concentrate on the power of the person in the House, then electing Trump would very well work. But if this really is about single item bills, if this really is about how bills get passed behind closed doors as the clock is running out, they're 10,000 pages long, nobody gets to read them, 
Jordan has heard those calls for reform loud and clear and agrees with them, and I think he would be the most efficient guy to put into the position. That being said, I am just the host of this show. I am not the sole voice. Let's go to the phones. Ike is in Lake of the Ozarks, the LOZ. Yo, Ike. Where'd you go, Ike? You there? All right, we'll do it again. Mike is in Yonkers, New York. Yo, Mike. Jimmy, how are you? It's under control. <laughs> I, I just wanted to call because I was so relieved to hear your take on this whole thing. Well, I thought for the first time that my instincts might be wrong, but I'm 100% <laughs> with you on this. I mean, McCarthy made the deal, one one vote to vacate, and he acted as if that, that would never happen. Do, do you remember? Yeah. Stupid at all. What I'm saying is, okay, because we're spot on. He's so he was hinging his whole survival on Nancy Pelosi's word. Isn't that kind of disqualifying? A hundred percent. So crazy. And you know something, Mike, if you remember before they started voting, there were 15 confirmation votes before we had a single solitary vote. He had already moved into that office. He had moved his stuff into that office, and I was heckling him on this show. I was going, that's ridiculous, because that's a guy who wants the glamour of the gig more than the responsibility of the gig. And through 15 votes, he had already been moved into that office, which goes to show you that when anything was on the table for him to get what he wanted, yeah, give him the one-vote threshold. He was willing to take it because he just didn't want to move his stuff back out of the office. He really wanted the gig. So whether people realize it or not, I consider this addition by subtraction. That that office probably has a really sweet bathroom, too. (laughs) I'll ask around. Really quick, Jordan, Trump, Scalise, what do you think the speakership should go to? Um, I, you know, Trump would be pretty hilarious, but I don't think the common man has the bandwidth to understand why why it would be permissible. Yeah. But yeah, oh, I like Jordan. I was a wrestler in high school. I, he's an outstanding uh, collegiate wrestler. I would put my faith in that guy for sure. All right, I'll tell him to throw on the singlet and get up to Capitol Hill. Good stuff, Mike. <laughs> Have a great day, brother. Thank you, man. The great Mike. You understand? Okay, McCarthy. I was saying this. If you listen to this show, man, all of my, not all of it, but a good percentage of my analysis is just human instinct. I said to you guys when they were trying to confirm McCarthy, I said this guy moved into the office before the confirmation vote started. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Getting past, you know, the fact that he's jinxing his confirmation was he had made it known to everybody on Capitol Hill he was thirsty he really wanted the gig okay if they really 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 know what you want in politics they can always use it against you correct the mundo and that's what they did they realized how bad and how desperate he was to get the gig so they finally said all right we're going into vote number 15 you really want the gig Give us this one vote threshold where we can get rid of you, you know, if you don't meet our expectations. And McCarthy, really wanting this go along to get along establishment gig, took it, thinking there'd be no world where they ever held him accountable for breaking his promises because Washington, D.C. runs on broken promises. (laughs) It's not fossil fuels. It's not green energy. It's broken promises that make the world go round inside Washington, D.C. That is correct. But he was too dumb 
in that moment to realize that the promise he was actually banking his survivorship on, or survival anyway, to put it in clean English, was Nancy Pelosi, which is not a smart move. Gary is in Addison County, Vermont. Yo, Gary. Hey, Jimmy. Biden's is the most anti-Second Amendment administration this country has ever had. Fair. I am a huge, ardent supporter of the Second Amendment. Okay. So that's why I want Hunter Biden as speaker, because (laughs) Hunter is using the Second Amendment as defense against the gun crime he's being prosecuted for. (laughs) So you want a Speaker of the House, Hunter Biden. But if you've been paying attention to the laptop story, he doesn't really like clothes. So shouldn't he be a senator? Yeah, but it, all that none of that matters because he's a huge advocate of the Constitution. <laughs> I didn't realize that anybody in the Biden felt in the Biden family felt that way. Listen, but ba- Bonnie you know, was Hunter worried about in in particular. He's a two A fan because he's <laughs> using that as his defense. Bonnie earlier said she was concerned about Jordan having to wear a sport coat. Now we've got a nominee who doesn't even wear pants. <laughs> I don't know where this is going, Gary, but I, I get I, I can always appreciate your enthusiasm for the Second Amendment. Uh, 888-788-9910. He's, of course, being sarcastic about nominating Hunter. Uh, But this is the truth, man. Where where this goes from here, at the very least, and this is where you might owe Gates a debt of gratitude, as much of a carnival barker as he can be, okay, is we are tired. We are tired of politicians running on one thing and doing another. Okay, part of what got Trump elected was 40 years of establishment politicians failing this country in both parties. We weren't sitting around going, this is a guy who has got a pristine character, never gets out of line. He's a choir boy. We knew who Trump was. He was bombastic. He was pugnacious. He was crass. But Trump's superpower is the fact that he really didn't give a he wasn't afraid to take the fight to both parties, not his own party, not the Democratic Party. He takes shots at our network day in and day out when he so feels inclined. OK, Trump ran on a giant middle finger. And because that middle finger encapsulated the emotions people have towards the establishment, it was effective. Now, I don't know that he could be an effective Speaker of the House. Like I said, it's going to be a wild, wild circus if he's even nominated, with the Democrats immediately telling you about all the minority groups that are under attack, the women that are under attack, the people that are going to be defunded. Russia's going to trample Ukraine because Trump's in Putin's pocket. Okay, that's the thing. They'll trot out any story they can because they hate him. Okay, but they hate him on a level that's unhealthy for them, but it's even less healthy for the country. Okay, but understand right now, we the people, whether it's Trump, whether it's Jordan, whether it's Scalise, we're tired of what has become of our government. A government that used to pretend to care about us and sell us out now doesn't even give us the courtesy of the pretend. That's the part people can't stand. So whoever is the next speaker, Okay, we'll have to go in there if they're going to remove that one hold threshold that would get them recalled just the way McCarthy did. They're going to have to demonstrate in the nominating process a serious capacity to change the way we do business in Washington. Okay, right now, when you look out at Washington, D.C., every time the budget gets funded, okay, it's not a balanced budget, it's not a passed budget, it is a CR, a continuing resolution. 
So we just averted a shutdown on Saturday night. Now we have 45 days till we do it all over again. And you got to hear about the people that won't get paid, the veterans, the postal workers, you know, all the people who should be paid. Okay, and sadly, while you hear about the fiscal clip, their paychecks are about to plunge off for a few weeks at a time. You've got a Congress that's doing everything it can to ensure that Ukraine continues to get funding during the shutdown. Okay, Kevin McCarthy was part of that Congress. In fact, he was the leader of the Republican side of that decision-making process. So any world, okay, where Republican leadership is going to be on board with funding Ukraine before it funds American citizens is not a sustainable world for that leadership. That's why we are where we are. You could tell me Gates is a clown. You could tell me McCarthy deserved a bigger chance. He didn't have big majorities. But you know who governed with smaller majorities than him and survived in Washington and got her way on everything? Nancy Pelosi. Okay, so there's no no arguing, no disputing the fact that if McCarthy was better at the job, if he had a stronger hold on his party, he'd still be here right now. Okay, there's no two ways about it. Tell him like it is. Okay, but he's not here because he was an establishment shill, you know, in that regard. Did he pass some conservative things? Yes. Did they focus a little more on border security? Yes. But is the border secure right now? The answer would be no. And that's why no Republican's job is secure if they continue to go along with this. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon doing the dang thing. Busy Wednesday on the show. Byron Donald's coming down from the House of Representatives. We're also going to hear from Andy Biggs, who is firmly entrenched in Team Gates. Uh, Right now, the listeners have it. Uh, Susan is out in Ohio. Yo, Susan. Hey, how are you? Good. What part of Ohio are you in? Um, Northeastern Ohio. Okay. Know it well. You know, I know your state so well because of Jenny and her family. Um, and we were just, uh, we were just out there. We were in, we were in Salinas. So we were in Western Ohio, but we come ripping through, uh, either on Route 80, so we're going through Youngstown, or up on 90 near Erie, Pennsylvania, in Cleveland. I actually met Jenny in Parma Heights. Are you familiar with that place? Oh yeah, oh. I'm, 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 I guess I'm closer to well Mansfield and you oh know. yeah, come on, know so, it well. Nice prison yeah. right there. Keep an eye on the inmates. Um, let's yeah. let's talk about the speakership. Are you going with the Ohio guy, Jim Jordan, or are you heading down to Louisiana for Scalise? Scalise. Oh, you like Scalar? It's our first Scalise caller. Uh, what is the case for Scalise in your eyes? I think I get. I, I'm a lifelong Republican, Mm -hmm. but right now there's no place in the Republican Party for somebody like me. Okay. And 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 when you say that, is 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 it the theatrics of the Republican Party? Like, what is it? Yeah, it's. I mean, I think sometimes you just have to. You you can disagree, but you got to find things you agree with people on, and Mm -hmm. focus on those to get stuff done. You're not you're not wrong. I think the sad part about politics right now is it's just such a fight for power that they're not yeah. actually working on stuff because it's like it's more helpful to their election prospects to not work on stuff like the Democrats yesterday knew this was bad for Congress to get rid of McCarthy. But that's exactly why they did it. They, they yeah. did it because it was bad. So it, it's a scary time. And I think, you know. 
if if your faith is in Scalise to kind of restore the business as usual mentality to the House, then that would be a good reason to support him. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I guess when I say business as usual, it's like just get in there and get it done. Yep. You know, I mean, I had, I grew up in the days of Congressman Ralph Regula, mm-hmm. and I mean, he <laughs> he brought a lot of stuff back to Ohio. Okay, mm-hmm. I yep. mean, he he took care of his people, mm-hmm. but today he probably couldn't get elected because. He worked. He worked with people across the aisle, yep. and and some people think that's bad. I don't think it's bad. I think you just you just get in and get stuff done, and and don't Fair. you take care of your people? Yes, thank you. All right, I will send a memo to D.C. all the way from Mansfield, telling them to get their butts in gear. Okay, Susan. Well, I I would. I grew up on a dairy farm, and I. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with bovine, male bovine biomass, Ooh. and the other term for a, AI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know, it's, yep. I mean, you're probably, basically, right? Yeah, you're right prob- now, the, the American public is getting is getting served. Are they ever? And uh, you're probably too intelligent for this show, but I definitely want you to call in again soon, okay, girlfriend? Hey, I, I, I love I. I really love you. I mean, oh. I, I love your, I love your your sketches. It's it, they make me laugh. And, oh, come on, Susan! Just... All right, we'll play some more for you in the next hour. We got to keep the mood light around here. Everybody's on the verge of snapping. But thank you for restoring order. Great call, Susan. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Uh, we will get to more of your calls in the next hour. Byron Donalds, Andy Biggs, buckle up. We're doing the dang thing. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Back in action. Big hour coming up on Fox Across America, an audio safe space for cool people. It's not a partisan, you know, soapbox where we're just yelling at you to vote the way we vote and chasing you. Get off my phone, you dope. No, ma'am. Everybody is welcome Everybody is safe. You just have to behave, girlfriend. We say it every day. You could be a Republican. You could be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. You could identify as a dog. (coughs) Just not the Biden dog. That dog commander keeps biting people in the White House. It's not good. Uh, But whatever you identify as, just uh, behave. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... That is all we ask. Uh, 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of this. Going to be a track meet the rest of the way. Byron Donalds is coming by. He was in the House uh, while they were trying to keep the government funded. He was in the House while they were trying to keep Kevin McCarthy in power. Uh, and he is in the House right now trying to plot a course forward for the House of Representatives. Uh, Andy Biggs also going to be here as well. Biggs, one of the eight defectors voting to get rid of Kevin McCarthy, which they ultimately wound up doing for my money, as chaotic and as bad as it looks. Guys, all of this pearl clutching going on in media right now. Oh, the Republicans, they look so chaotic. They made it look bad. Congress sucks. They have an approval rating of 19%. Okay, let's stop pretending Matt Gates broke up the Beatles. Do you understand? He didn't even break up Wings. He didn't even break up Paul McCartney when his band was recording on the Starbucks album, if you listen to those songs. That was absolutely dreadful. For real. I mean, if you wanted a hot take, 
Uh, Paul McCartney, because there are people out there, music snobs, that'll tell you that John Lennon is musically superior to Paul McCartney. No, John Lennon, God rest his soul, uh, his legacy has benefited greatly from the fact that he hasn't recorded new music for the past 40 years. You know, McCartney remained in the ring decades after he had lost his fastball. But when you go see him in concert, he's phenomenal. They're great. The musical arrangements are phenomenal. But that's because he was a Beatle. Okay, when it comes to Congress, there are a bunch of cockroaches that just selling us out for lobbyist money. That's all Congress is, is just an ending hamster wheel of campaigning. Please give us money. Just fundraising. It's all it is. Okay, so if you could get somebody in there that was serious about border security, that was serious about representing the, the will of the people, it would be a net positive for the country. And I, for one, can't sit here, okay, and act apoplectic that Gates did what he did. Okay, McCarthy was dumb enough to agree to one vote gets him voted off the island or at least triggers a motion to do so, and it was compounded by the fact that he trusted Nancy Pelosi. Okay, Nancy Pelosi said, I, I'll give you my word. Okay, I got your back, Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy said, sounds good. You blockhead. Believe me, he feels that way right now because he knows at his core, okay, he created the very scenario that he finds himself in right now. So I have no sympathy for McCarthy and I have no sympathy for Congress. And if you tell me things are going to be a mess, well, here's a newsflash. They're already a mess. Okay, we have set a record for illegal border crossings under this president who continues to welcome migrants with open arms. You have no idea how to defend a nation. And that's not me being anti-migrant. That's me being anti the humanitarian crisis that ensues when you encourage people to come here illegally. If we're talking about cartels exporting, exploiting the southern border, if we're talking about human traffickers, if we're talking about the record level of fentanyl overdose deaths in this country, that is all the end result of Joe Biden's leadership. He's failing the country. That's real chaos. Sanctuary cities. Remember the ones who told you no human being is illegal? Now they're getting handed illegal people and they don't want them anymore. Democrats are so full of crap. Because they can't deal with the numbers. That's real chaos. Veterans are homeless on the streets. People who snuck into the country are watching and playing Xbox in the suites. Okay, that is not a recipe for a stable and solvent, sustainable America. We already have chaos. Have you seen the crime numbers in D.C.? They're up 28 percent in the last year. When you tell me the chaos in D.C. is that, you know, 432 guys took a vote yesterday. No, the chaos in D.C. is 400 people got ripped out of their cars at gunpoint. And told, stick him up or we're going to shoot you. That's the chaos. I think he's got a point. So I don't care what happens. But I do think a message being sent to the establishment that we want people to get their act together, I think, is a necessary evil in this moment. Okay, how far did it really set us back? Nancy Mace from South Carolina was on special report with Brett Baer. One of the shows too fancy to have me on. And every day that I wake up that I'm not on special report, I feel a little bit better about the future of this network. I'm not going to lie. Brett Baer is an institution, a pillar of integrity. Here he is talking to Nancy Mace, clip nine. This is an opportunity for us to unite together and come together and, and find someone who will lead us out of this, who will unite us and do all the things that we said we were going to do on the timeline we said we were going to do them. There is a law in this country in 1974 that requires Congress to have a budget 
We didn't even have a budget resolution this year. It requires us to have 12 separate spending bills. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or who's in charge. That is the law. I didn't want to shut down the government at all, but also when you have a continuing resolution, we, we had this manufactured crisis because we didn't do the spending bills, and then we had to have this emergency crisis to do a CR. This is what Congress does every single year to skirt the law. The law says have a budget and have 12 separate spending bills. And were we doing that? The answer would be no. No. So they had not restored order. The Republicans hadn't used the power of the purse to get things under control. Okay? There's a lot of people freaking out in media, people I respect, people I love. I love Ari Fleischer if you hear him on the show, whether we're talking about football or the Yankees or his experience aboard Air Force One when it was the only plane in the sky on September 11th. But Ari Fleischer talking last night on Special Report about the message being sent by Republicans in this moment is not a flattering one for them. Clip 15. The Republican Party today just can't govern. Nancy Pelosi with a five-mote majority, she was able to govern. The Democrats have become the party of discipline, and the Republicans have become the party that lacks discipline. And the reason for that is this internal clash. You've got a Republican base that does want to shut it down, that does want to stop funds to Ukraine, that is angry, that wants to do something about the debt. So they they cheer for Matt Gaetz because he's given them the speech they want to hear. But then when it comes time to vote... He cannot deliver the votes that he needs to get anything done. So there used to be a party called the Know Nothings, and now I think Matt Gates is leading a party called the Do Nothings, and that's where Republicans are. Okay, so that's Ari Fleischer. Now, to be clear, okay, he's right when he says Matt Gates doesn't have the votes within the party to enact a lot of what he's after. That being said, as the leader of the party that Kevin McCarthy is, You can't really complain about the divide in the party if you as the leader haven't done enough to address it and put it to bed. Hey, Gates, what can we do? How can this be fixed? What agenda items should we be pursuing? What should we be prioritizing? Okay, if you worked half as hard with your own party as you did with the Democrats, you having the majority in the House might be in a much better spot than you find yourself in right now. Okay, McCarthy tells you it was Gates and it was personal. Okay, here he is saying so. Uh, Clip five. You all know Matt Gates. You know it was personal. It had nothing to do about spending. It had nothing to do about everything he accused somebody of he was doing. It all was about getting attention from you. That's not becoming of a member of Congress. And regardless of what you think, I've seen the text. It was all about his ethics, but that's all right. Okay, and it very well might have been about Gates being pissed off because McCarthy didn't do enough to stop ethics investigations into Gates. Now, it's also worth pointing out at this point, Gates has been investigated quite a bit. Did they actually find anything to get him out of there? The answer would be no. In fact, the first guy who had accused him and triggered this whole thing two summers ago is actually sitting in prison right now for major bribery. It's not to say Gates is the man of the year. It's just to say Kevin McCarthy, as the leader, was unable to get the votes to preserve his speakership within his own party. Whereas you look at the other side of the fence, Nancy Pelosi wasn't even there. She was out in California, I believe, at Dianne Feinstein's funeral yesterday and got her party via a cell phone call, not face-to-face contact, not huddles in the hallways, Okay, 
via a cell phone call or a text message, was able to send the play into the huddle from the other side of the country and get unanimous, unanimous support from 208 Democrats. Every single one of them did what the boss lady said. Okay, McCarthy didn't have that same hold over his party. And the way you go about getting it is by leading and governing effectively. Okay, believe me, as much as Gates might hate him and as much as he might hate Gates, he'd still be the Speaker of the House if he kept a lot of the promises that he had made in order to get that speakership. So I don't have empathy for anybody in this moment. Uh, And I'm so fascinated to hear what Byron Donald says because I know within the party they are obviously down on Gates because he's plunged them into a state of chaos. But the truth is when it comes to politics, everybody is a prisoner of the moment. And what I mean by that is the news cycle is so omnipotent in this day and age. They pistol whip you with this overwhelming sense of whatever it is we're feeling in this moment. Oh, there's chaos in Washington. The Republicans are a mess. And that's all you hear for 48 hours, that it has a way of convincing you that it's the only way people are ever going to feel again, that it's the only thing people are ever going to focus on again. And it's just not true. Okay, the old adage in politics is that overnight – is a lifetime in politics, meaning a lifetime of changes can happen over one night of developments in politics. Someone gets into a scandal, an October surprise emerges. Okay, somebody we didn't think is going to run is going to run. Somebody who we thought had a safe grip on the speakership is suddenly thrown out the next morning, okay, as happened to McCarthy. When it comes time to vote in the general election, I promise you, I I wouldn't swear on the radio, okay, but I'd go to great lengths to give you my word as Jimmy Fallon, your radio buddy, that no one is going into a voting booth in November of 2024 and voting based on what happened to Kevin McCarthy this week in the House of Representatives. They'll vote based on the economy. They'll vote based on crime. They'll vote based on the quality of their kids' education. They'll vote on the cost of goods. They'll vote on the cost of gas. But believe me, if Republicans sitting on the power of the purse govern effectively between now and November the 24th, no one will have any idea who Kevin McCarthy was. They wouldn't even care. Nobody's going to care. No one, no one cares. I promise you. But with this reactionary world we live in now where the media and the intensity on one particular news development is so white hot that everybody gets sucked into the emotion of the moment and they start thinking from a place of emotion instead of a place of common sense. Okay, you know when you do things out of emotion, it denies you self-awareness. When you get in a fight with somebody, okay, you say things and sometimes you make up and you go, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you were a one-legged pirate hooker, Jenny. You clearly have both legs, you know, that whole thing. But what happens is you back off the throttle a little bit. You make nice. Okay, that's what goes on, okay, when emotions take hold. And the emotions of our politics are so intense now because it's become a team sport. It's a Yankee Red Sox game. It's an Ohio State-Michigan game. It's a Red River shootout between Oklahoma and Texas. If you happen to be listening on KRMG or KTBB, KLBJ out in Austin is probably the best example on the Texas side. Okay, but the truth is, okay, in this moment of intensity, The emotion that comes from the daily rivalry game is denying a lot of people clarity beyond the moment. 
Okay, in this moment, yes, the Republicans look like circus clowns. Gates looks like a carnival barker. We're plunged into unrest because it'll be a week before they nominate a speaker. But will anybody actually care when they get to the polls in November? The answer would be no. No, not even a little. It's all going to come down to how they deliver with power. Okay, right now, they weren't delivering at a level that has made the electorate half as apoplectic as the media class, as the political class. Yes, people are freaking out on your TV. But the things people freak out about on the TV don't always resonate with the voters. Okay, think about it. Okay, what did we hear when Trump came down the escalator? Oh, the tweets are so bad. No one's going to vote for this guy. He called Mexicans drug dealers and rapists. Not all of them, but it still wasn't eloquently said. No way they vote for the guy. Okay, but they wound up voting for the guy because the people on the ground prioritize different things than the people on the TV sets. They prioritize different things than the people selling out the country to lobbyists. So when you think about this feeling we have in media right now of, oh, that's it for the Republicans, they're screwed, the truth is nothing going on this week even matters if they get their asses in gear next week. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. That's my name. Don't wear it out. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to Byron Donalds in the next break right now. Joe Biden had announced plans that he's going to try to cancel $9 billion more in student loan debt. That is a lot. Because it won't actually happen. Okay, the courts wind up shooting him down every time. Why? Because it's a scam. Okay, you're asking for the people who didn't take out the loans to pay for the people who did. That's not right. That is all. That's it. You could just boil it down to that. Okay, the biggest problem with Washington, D.C., is they see they don't want to solve problems. They want to run on them. OK, the reason they're trying to cancel student loan debt is it allows them to keep running on the problem. Why do I say that? Because canceling nine billion dollars in debt doesn't do anything to combat the soaring cost of tuition. Ah, uh, you have a good eye, my man. So you understand they get the credit of, well, we canceled student loan debt. We're there for the students. But the cost of tuition keeps on going up. If you say to the colleges, hey, we're going to bail out these students from time to time if the loans get too big, what they're going to do is jack up the costs, what they did with Obamacare. The stupidest slander, dumbest slander in the history of politics were Republicans who were trying, okay, to surf the wave of anti-Obama sentiment, okay? He was a terrible president, okay, and he presided over, at the time, what was one of the largest expansions, radical expansions of our government. They called the Affordable Care Act Obamacare, and a lot of people associated with it Obamacare, which is what they wanted to do, but here's a newsflash. People personally liked Barack Obama. So hearing the words Obamacare might have upset conservatives, but the vast majority of the country who voted for Obama twice didn't think Obamacare was a slander. Now, if you called the bill the Affordable Care Act, which is what it was titled as a bill, and every time the Affordable Care Act came up, it was shown in a split screen with the fact next to the fact that premiums had gone up 500 percent. 
you'd realize that was a far more effective characterization of the bill just because of the irony of how much less affordable health care became because of Obamacare. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. But that's where lazy Republicans went after the name instead of the function. No differently than when Biden goes after student loan forgiveness, but not the function, which is the fact that college tuition keeps going up and the jobs and the you know degrees people are paying for don't come with commensurate employment to go with them. So you could technically pretend to give away $9 billion worth of cash, but it doesn't mean college is going to get any cheaper, which means the rest of us are going to keep paying for people who took out loans they shouldn't have. Thanks, big government weenuses. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910. Andy Biggs coming up, Byron Donald's moments away. Guys, in the House of Representatives where everything happened yesterday, it was a wild day because the beginning of the day, okay, if you remember, Kevin McCarthy had tweeted, bring it on. That's what he tweeted, saying, uh, you know, come on, Gates. I'm safe here. Not even close. That did not end well for Speaker McCarthy. Uh, And we now have rumblings that Jim Jordan, which is not even a rumbling, he has formally declared that he wants the gig. And now Steve Scalise has heard the earlier phone call on the show from Susan in Ohio saying he should run. And Steve Scalise, congratulations, Susan, if you're out there in northeastern Ohio. Your words carry a lot of weight in D.C. Scalise has now formally thrown his hat into the ring. So if you're keeping score at home, you got Jordan running, you got Scalise running, and you got Donald Trump saying he wouldn't rule out running. Clip 17. He's not lying when he says that. Trump is leading by about 50 points. Uh, I think right now the only team out there with a larger margin of victory is the 4-0 Florida State Seminoles of our next guest, superstar representative from the 19th Congressional District of Florida, Byron Donald's back on the show. Hey, man. Jimmy, how you doing, man? Good. Uh, I know we got some chaos in D.C., but give me a word on the Knowles. They're 4-0, and they're hosting Virginia Tech, laying 24 points. How do you feel there? Oh, listen, I feel good. I would say everybody just go ahead and, you know, just go ahead and bet, bet the line on that one. <laughs> I think we're going to I think we're going to cover that. Um, by the way, uh-huh. we're looking good. I'm looking at some of these other teams, Michigan, you know, they're all right. They're yeah. all right. You know, they, they look OK. Mm-hmm. Georgia, you know, they look OK. But it's 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 Knowles Nation, baby. Oh, he's confident. Well, I like it. Listen, 24 confident. against Virginia Tech. Uh, Vegas is just as confident as you are. So we got faith in yep. it. And your football picks over the years, to be clear, you you have a record on this show. We never circle back the next time you're on to your picks. Do you know who you are on my show? I'm not. You don't know this, but I do. You no, are on our show Lifetime. And I'm talking with the spread. You are 8-1 and one against the spread on this show. Hey. We, yes, thank listen, you. Listen, everybody. <laughs> give me me. 
You know, get, you know, give me my respect. Put some respect on my name, Jimmy. <laughs> you can't. It's a shame in Congress you can't be doing DraftKings commercials. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know what? At, hey, at, hey, listen. Yeah, go ahead. Crazier things have happened, my Thank friend. Thank you. If we're, if we're $33 trillion in debt, we should be betting on DraftKings at this point. I don't know what to tell you. Um, should yesterday's uh, hearings have been televised on Bravo? There was a little bit of a Real Housewives, at, you know, drama going on there. Um, it's got to be televised, man. We're the people's body. People need to know what's going on in their government. So mm-hmm. it's messy. Um, the, you know, the vote that went down yesterday, I didn't agree with it. I don't think that the motion of vacate should have been used, but it was. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we are where we are. And, you know, I, I do want to say, and I do want to, this is a, a credit to Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he looked at the lay of the land, realized there was no pathway forward for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, instead of trying to, you know, Stay, stay in the fight when it was just clear that the votes weren't there. He decided he did the right thing. Yep. Um, it was a tough job on him. Um, the margin for success was very narrow. You know, I think obviously you can go back and say there's certain play calls he shouldn't have done. Everybody mm-hmm. could do that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, I think he tried, he did the best that he could. Now we got to go find the new speaker. And I, we're actually in the middle of that right now. Yeah, oh my goodness. So I hear. Are are you not slightly impressed on some small scale by Nancy Pelosi's hold over her party? She got a unanimous vote yesterday. Listen, I kept telling my colleagues, they were like, oh, the Democrats will bail out McCarthy. I'm like, no, they're not. No. And I would tell my guys, I'm like, guys, that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they were like, but why? And I said, because if you're the Democrats, there is no deal. That's worth like cutting this mm-hmm. off and not seeing this thing. Yep. Oh, and I so I think you know the Democrats they play they play this political game for keeps. And you know my my message to the other members here on on the Republican side is we got to play the game for keeps and we have to try to get past some of the other stuff that goes on. Hundred percent. I think it was a wake up call. We're talking to Florida Representative Byron Donalds from the 19th Congressional District, also leading handicapper on DraftKings. Um, really, eight quick. one on DraftKings. <laughs> When I on Jimmy Fallon's show, hold on. One of my one of my uh, buddies from back home just walked in the room. He's up here on Capitol Hill, and so you know I'm I'm on the line right now with Jimmy Fallon, National Fox. And so when I throw out lines about betting the line on games on his show, I'm eight and one. It's eight and one Roll with me, dude. I'm telling Roll you, with me. You got a few. You shouldn't be calling Fox News. You should be calling Fox Sports, Donalds. What are we doing? Here? Come now on. listen, Jimmy. Now listen, Jimmy. When I did Stephen A. Smith's Stephen A. Smith's podcast, mm-hmm. and I know this is a rival company, but I did say Stephen A. I can go on and do sports commentary. Yes, you can. That's, uh, I'm gonna leave it out there. I'm gonna throw that out there. You know, if Skip, you know, if Skip Bayless and uh, and, and Michael sure. Irvin want to have me on the guest host, I could do that. <laughs> well, listen, Tell the boys in production. You'd be safer debating Michael Irvin than hanging out with him. Is all I'll say. Um, oh my god! Let's stay focused. Oh let's stay focused. And Stephen A. By the way, he does Hannity a lot, so I hang out with him in the green room. He's a great. He's a good dude. Real good dude. Yeah. Um, he's good. Well, I don't know that he's been nominated, but the names I'm hearing are Jordan Scalise. Uh, I'm hearing rumblings of Trump, according to Hannity last night. Where do you see this thing going? Um, it's too soon to tell. I, right now, you know, members around the conference are, you know, the political term is keeping their powder dry. Okay. Uh, people are trying to watch and kind of watch and see what happens um, for a minute. I do think that, you know, by the time we come back in on Tuesday, this is 
we're going to have a new speaker. Tuesday, Wednesday, we're going to have a new speaker. Okay. And then we're going to get back to the business of the appropriation bills, securing the border, and, you know, getting this country on track. I think and every, so, um, yeah, yeah, and every, everybody is on board with that. So if this somehow becomes a net positive, uh, the only thing I wanted to ask you on, and then I'll let you go, is – is there a world where some of the things Gates was demanding are attainable with the current majorities, or did this just read to you like personal animus? What was he – I mean, look, I'll tell you what I think I heard him ask mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. The 12 appropriation bills, yeah. four, uh, five of them have hit the floor. Four of them have passed. Okay. Two are, were actually scheduled to be on the floor this week, but mm-hmm. we can't do that because the speaker was vacated. Mm-hmm. So when a speaker's vacant, when a speaker's chair is vacant, you can't do floor business. Mm-hmm. So we had two of the appropriation bills that hit the floor this week. We were supposed to have two next week, and then get the last two out of committee. So we're now going to be back, pushed back a week, week and a half. Is it attainable? Yes, but we were down that process. Um, in terms of you know members being able to speak their mind and. Uh, vote their districts and run amendments. We've been doing all that. Okay. Um, but was it late? Yeah, it was late. There's no doubt about that. And I think that the lateness is really in the hands of a lot of members of our conference. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you, Jimmy, for two months we were in, we were kind of deadlocked with um, the speaker's office over overall spending levels. We mm-hmm. call them top line numbers here, yep. but what the overall budget is going to look like. Mm-hmm. We couldn't come to an agreement amongst Republicans. That's what delayed the bills going to the floor because mm-hmm. we couldn't come to an agreement on what that would look like before we would allow the votes oh. to occur. Wow, no, that's and so like it's, mm-hmm. this is this is the internal stuff that was going on that most yeah. people don't really know about. They don't get it. Well, the the one thing I could say is obviously I have a lot of empathy for McCarthy, and obviously I feel bad for Gates because he's getting so much media attention, and I know he just hates to be in front of the camera. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Jimmy, you better watch out. His hair is looking better than yours. <laughs> you dare. It's not the hair. It's the eyeliner. I mean, he's like fronting an emo <laughs> band in Congress. I don't know what I'm doing. I got to put out an album to keep up with him. Uh, BD, good luck with the nose this week, and I appreciate a minute of your time, man. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. Be Take well, brother. There he goes, the great Byron Donalds, 8-1 and one against the spread on this show for entertainment purposes only, of course. But whenever I talk to him about sports, uh, he's, you know, he went to Florida State, so he's pretty pro-Florida State. But we've talked about NFL. We've talked about bowl matchups and Florida State wasn't playing. And that's always the case. When you're not putting money on these games, they're a lot easier to pick than when you finally throw your money into the ring. I tell Lincoln this all the time, you know. Uh, But if you're betting in Washington right now, based on what BD just said about keeping the powder dry, nobody has any idea where this is going to go. None. Zero zip zilch. Okay, there is this faction of the Republican Party, as he was talking to about Matt Gates, that wants the way they're doing business upended. Okay, it's not entirely attainable, but the fact remains, McCarthy was on more of a track to what they wanted than they were letting on, but it wasn't there yet. So they wielded the power they had in getting Democrats. They bet on Democrats trying to screw Republicans to get their way long term. And you could tell me that's a loophole or a flaw or whatever the case may be. But Gates did outwit McCarthy in this moment because McCarthy was the guy who decided to take Pelosi's word for it. What an idiot. Okay, and at the end of the day, from 3,000 miles away, she put the phone call in on a cell phone, on a flip phone, picked it up and said, send in the hit. And away went McCarthy. Okay, but the truth is, I said this earlier in the show, it won't matter. It will not matter. They have a new speaker next Tuesday, next Wednesday. 
and they do a good job of passing bills. They actually appropriate funds aggressively for the border. Nobody's going to care. It's all going to be okay. The problem is, and I say this a lot, okay, our politics now are simultaneously our entertainment. We are watching them like a drama on Bravo. Okay, so stuff like this goes sideways and everybody gets, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) She pulled her hair. Oh, she threw a glass of wine. They've turned the they've turned Congress into like a Waffle House at three in the morning. People are pulling out each other's weaves, scratching with the press on nails. It's crazy. But while all of that is going on, okay, the opposition party is straight circus clowns. Like you tell me the Republicans look bad in this moment. It looks chaotic. But it's not a chaos that has to last. But the chaos at the border has lasted. Okay, here are Democrats. Here are Democrats talking about the border situation. This is Eric Adams, who had famously declared that no human being is illegal. We quote the poem on the Statue of Liberty. And then what happened when the migrants showed up? He was like, we don't have any room. It was all political posturing. But the migrants wouldn't be here if we secured the border. But here is Adams talking about the false hope the U.S. is giving migrants. Clip 26. There's a body of people who are there that are giving them false hopes and false promises. We want to give people a true picture of what is here. A lot of people think buses are the only way, but they're coming in other means, through airports, through people driving in. And so we want to give an honest assessment of what we are experiencing here in this city. We are at at capacity, uh, over 117,000. But what is he speaking up to? And this is where you know they're clowns really quick. Okay, they're at capacity. We've had 117,000 people. New York has a population of 8 million people. Okay, was he saying a word when Texas towns like McAllen were dealing with millions of people? The answer would be no. You're talking about cities that have a tenth of the population of New York getting 10 times as many migrants. And none of these Democratic leaders said a word. They just said, don't be racist. No human being is illegal. And then those human beings showed up to those Democratic cities and they were like, get them out of here. Get them out. Okay, here is this is crazy. Kathy Hochul. Kathy Hochul became the governor after they kicked out Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy. Andy. Clip 29. Instead of. Uh, gambling with the future of this country, why don't you roll up your sleeves and sit down with Democrats and get in a room and don't come out until you've figured out. It's not that complicated. I could do it in about five minutes. It's about finding balance and putting the resources out there for the borders, but also for for states like New York that have extraordinary expenses managing the crisis that's unfolding. Oh, shut up, woman. Kathy Hochul, when she was running against Lee Zeldin, famously told Republicans to get out of her state. You're one of those racist MAGA Republicans that wants a border wall. Get out of here. Shut up, fool. What an idiot. Okay, but now that, you know, the migrant crisis is plaguing her city. Oh, yeah, no, we need border resources. We got to sit down. We got to work it out. But here's the bottom line. Everybody telling you that we need comprehensive immigration reform isn't addressing the problem of people coming here illegally. 
changing the laws has no impact on people who don't respect them. Bingo. It's like when you go back to gun control. You, when you make stricter gun laws, it makes it harder for law-abiding citizens to protect themselves. Do the criminals who are willing to murder someone go, oh, I better not buy this gun. It's illegal. The answer would be no. No. They don't care about the law. So changing laws affects people who respect them. Seven million people powered by massive drug cartels that have been human trafficked into this country, that have just brazenly walked across our border, are not sitting around going, oh, no, the law. Oh, it's already illegal to come here. So that's the reality for the Republicans. You don't have a speaker, okay? You looked a little silly on cable news the last 24 hours. But if you have a speaker next week, you're still going up against a bunch of circus clowns who have no idea what's actually going on right now. That's why they voted to oust McCarthy. It bought them 24 to 72 hours of cover in cable news so they could go, oh, look at the chaos, the Republicans. Oh, they're voting on the floor. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the Democrats have just let 7 million illegal people across the border. Country is being destroyed by stupid people, by very stupid people. It's the number one show with humans and animals. Nice beaver. Thank you. I just had it stuffed. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 888-788-9910. Reese is in Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese. Howdy. Hey, Mega girl. equality state video. Ditto to you, my friend. How oh. are you? Yo, man, I'm good. Uh, you know, a little silly over here in Cable Newsville, USA, but we're holding it together. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I've had a had kind of a wild experience over the past week and a half, or Uh-oh. a week, I guess. Uh-huh. But nevertheless, I come back to the lower 48, and I... Uh, I I hear that we got McCarthy is going out, and I think it's a blessing. Okay. And here's why it's a blessing. You know, we need somebody with a growth mindset. We need one of these young conservative people with a growth mindset to move our country forward. Somebody that has the business and growth mindset like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Not to say I don't think Trump ought to be Speaker of the House. But we need somebody with that growth mindset and uh, to, to, to drain the swamp because losing McCarthy was draining the swamp when he made the deal with uh, Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, thank goodness that, that, that sucker's gone, quite honestly. Like, I'm sure he did a lot of great things. I know he did a lot of great things. Yep. But he's gone, and let's get somebody young. Somebody with a growth mindset, man, woman, I don't care what their background is, uh, but just to push this country forward. And yep, listen. that was uh, my main point of the call. So, listen, anybody... And I got by your call screener, which is kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah. He uh, Every once in a while, he lets one into the net. Uh, but uh, no, we love having you on, Reese. You know that. And uh, whoever wants to balance the checkbook, yes, they have my vote. So young, old, or anything in between. Uh, I would take a hologram at this point. Uh, so it doesn't matter. Just get it under control. Good call, Reese. We'll do it again. Congrats on getting by the call screener. Mikey might be taking bribes in there. I don't know how the hell Reese got through. We got to look into this. We're calling a special counsel in the next hour. Andy Biggs will be here to chair it on Fox Across America.
Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Boom, there it is. And here we go. Big hour coming up on Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Reachable to you, the listener, at 888-788-9910 if you want a part of the show. Always the phone number if you don't want a part of the show. You just want to call me up and call me names. I mean, I'm used to it. I drove a cab most of my adult life. You know, every... You suck, you jackass. Yeah, you'd always hear something like that. (laughs) You just cut off and, you know... You're the lowest form of life on earth. I'm used to the tough love. You ever drive a cab for 12 hours a day in New York City? You're so ugly you can be a modern art masterpiece. (laughs) It's very unhealthy. Uh, But we're navigating some traffic right now in the world of politics. And if you do want to help me steer this bad boy, it's a Crown Vic. I didn't drive when they had checker cabs. They were Crown Victorias when I drove. And uh, if you want to help me steer this one, uh, stay behind the partition. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't be a creep. uh, But you're welcome to hop in. 888-788-9910. The phone number to be a part of a show that functions with one rule and one rule only. We say it every day. You could be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a Libertarian, be an Independent. Just don't be a There it is. Okay, as we soldier on, Andy Biggs, superstar representative from the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona, is going to join us. He's going to take us back inside the whole hullabaloo in the House of Representatives over who the next speaker is going to be. We know who it's not going to be, Kevin McCarthy. Okay, he announcing yesterday that he wasn't going to run again. Okay, of course, this is not the only government position people are running for. Right now we have a presidential race uh, where a lot of people thought Ron DeSantis was going to be the guy to displant Trump. Wrong. Uh, If it's going to be anybody right now, at the moment, it's starting to look an awful lot like Nikki Haley. Get her out. Get her out of here. So listen to this. This is fascinating. I just wanted to talk about it really quickly because it's one of my favorite pet projects on the show. Okay, if you listen to a lot of nationally syndicated talk shows, you'll know there are certain things guys come back to a fair amount because it's just something that, for whatever reason, puts them in a funny mood or a silly mood or even an intellectual mood where there's one point they like to emphasize. Some guys are issues broadcasters. They'll talk to you about the border for hours. Okay, I'm an issues broadcaster in the sense that I have issues. Okay, I'm a little bit of a mess. I'm the most flawed human being I know. Uh, But one of the things I constantly come back to when it comes to national politics is the fraud of identity politics and the idea that we could somehow end this election cycle with the first female president being Republican would be the greatest thing that's ever happened in our politics. Why? Because every one of these identity politics pimps on the left who keeps scolding us because America hasn't elected a female president will now bash us precisely because we have a female president. He knows what he's talking about. If the first female president is a Republican, they're not going to be breaking symbolic glass like it's a ceiling. They're not going to be trotting out five-year-old girls and telling them, this is the moment you can be anything you want to be. Dude, if the first female president is Republican, Democrats are going to lose their mind. First of all, they're going to be like, she's not even a real woman. She doesn't even have a penis. Come on. You call that the first female president? No way. That's what's going to happen. Democrats are so full of crap. So the idea of her winning, selfishly, to me, I would trade for every political win I could cash in 
in the general election because I just think it's the funniest thing in the world. And she'd be a competent leader and she'd be good for the country. Just the same as DeSantis, to be clear, you could elect DeSantis tomorrow and just go to bed for four years. He would be a competent and effective leader. He has done a phenomenal job in Florida. Okay, but when you get into a race down by 50 points against a guy who is a force, Donald Trump is a force for whatever you think of him. Okay, he is, as politicians go, the Tony Montana of politics. Do you know how in the movie Scarface at the end, literally every gun and weapon at the government's disposal is trained on Tony Montana and he's blasting his way out? Say hello to my little friend. Okay, in Scarface, it ends with Tony Montana falling off the balcony, spoiler alert, and dying in his own fountain. Okay, Trump, on the other hand, they've been blasting at the guy every second since he came down the escalator, and the dude is still standing. That can't be good. Can't be good if you're a member of the establishment. Can't be good if you're a Republican trying to catch him. Now, reality sets in when you realize Trump is under 91 indictments, and he's also in civil court for fraud right now. Is it unprecedented to indict a former president? Yes. Is it politically motivated? Yes. Is it a stain on our judicial system? Yes. That being said, when it comes time to win the general election, you're not courting a bunch of people who listen to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You're courting a lot of Democrats and independents out there, some of whom listen to the show, but a great deal of whom do not. Okay, and they do not have the perspective on Trump's criminal indictments that you might or I might, at which point in the general a market could emerge for someone other than Trump. This guy will say anything. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it could happen. And if that is the reality, yes, DeSantis would be a great competent president. Yes, uh, Nikki Haley would be a great competent president. So in the latest New Hampshire poll, Nikki Haley is now beating DeSantis by nine points in a Suffolk University Boston Globe poll. Nikki Haley, okay, has 19% as opposed to 10% for Ron DeSantis. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy. This is a Suffolk University Boston Globe USA Today survey. It is significant. Okay. New Hampshire also being a key state for Chris Christie. He has 6% support in that poll. Vivek Ramaswamy and Tim Scott got 4% apiece. Uh, so Trump far and away the leader in New Hampshire with Nikki Haley a close se- well, a close second, <laughs> a closer second than Ron DeSantis. Now, the one thing I can tell you as a guy who owns a politics to English dictionary is this is not the moment Nikki Haley has officially pulled ahead of DeSantis. What's to be learned from this poll in truth is she does have legitimate, legitimate momentum. She has been strong in both debates. But the reason she's beating DeSantis in New Hampshire one is, yes, he has shown an inability to connect with voters on the level that they'd like him to. But two, DeSantis has put every single one of his resources, all of them, 100,000 million percent of them, into the state of Iowa. That's true. That is true. Okay, DeSantis is Iowa or bust. He just got a $15 million cash infusion to his campaign. He has to win Iowa to stay in this race. Okay, if he doesn't either win Iowa or come in a perilously close second, he's going to be out of the race. The funding's going to dry up. Okay, if Trump wins the Iowa caucuses going away by 50 points, okay, there's no world where people continue to donate to DeSantis. He had a strong second debate. I actually thought he had the best second debate of anybody out there because he demonstrated uh, a level of competence 
He stayed above the fray when it came to food fighting. And he trained a lot of his fire on Trump in terms of promises Trump didn't keep. But more importantly, he articulated why he would, I think, in a general election, be one of the most desirable guys we could nominate. He is a guy that enlisted in the military because of 9-11. He is a guy that served over there in Fallujah, Jalalabad. He is a guy that has that frontline credential, that has a government more Americans are moving to in Florida than any other state in the country. He is a guy that his state has thrived under his leadership, and he did look presidential. The problem is you can't make a play. You can't close the gap. You know, everybody talks about a breakout moment. You need a breakout moment in the debate, and you do. But you can't make a breakout moment against a bunch of other people that are also polling at 5% and 10%. A breakout moment comes, okay, when you cut the guy. Do you remember in Rocky Four? okay, when he cuts the Russian? And they're like, he's cut. He's not a machine. He's a man. And they're like, oh, wow, Rocky's making some headroads here. Okay, the only way you're going to move 20 points in the polls, 30 points in the polls in one night is if you score that knockout punch against Donald Trump. That's why Trump's not on the debate stage. Okay, he's not necessarily scared of these people. But if you're thinking of how long the primary season is going to be, if you're thinking of the fact that his public visibility is very limited by the fact that he's in court every day, Okay, they're being judicious about where they deploy the asset. And right now they don't want to expose him to a situation where people that are behind 50 points in the polls can close the gap simply by landing a shot against Trump. So he's protecting his lead. I don't doubt he'll get on the debate stage when it's down to two or three guys. And yes, give them the opportunity to close the gap if, in fact, they beat him in a debate. But he's not going to do it right now because he doesn't have to. He just doesn't have to. It's not affecting him in the polls. People aren't going, oh, Trump won't even debate. Okay, but if there's a world where DeSantis wins Iowa, okay, and somebody wins a, either wins New Hampshire or comes close to New Hampshire to Trump, now there's a world where he has lost his hold based on electability. And electability is going to be everything in terms of who gets this nomination, at which point you would draw him into the ring. So how this goes you know, is anybody's guess between now and then. But the two things to deduce from this polling is Haley is for real. She does have legitimate traction. Her election as the first female president would be the funniest thing that's ever happened to this country because all of this talk about there being a special place in hell for women who don't support other women, they'd be the ones bashing Nikki Haley the hardest. (laughs) That's the greatest thing. (laughs) Remember when Trump got elected and every Democrat, they had the Women's March in Washington where they wore those hats on their heads. That was embarrassing. Okay, but every one of them, it was a hat. It was a female anatomy. That's what the hat was on their head. And Michael Moore was there, too. You remember they let him speak that day. While technically not a female, he did have two of the biggest sets of breasts at the rally that day. So they entitled him to a spot at the podium. But understand, every one of those Democrats that went to the Women's March in D.C. and claimed they were oppressed because we didn't elect a female president would now be marching in Washington because we did. And I think that is hilarious. Funniest thing that could ever happen. Will it happen? I don't know. Okay, Trump's in a big lead. But Trump's also in some big legal trouble. So it could go in a million different directions. But Haley is here to stay for the time being. If DeSantis wants to stick around, he better show up big in the state of Iowa or the party is over for that guy. The show that solves problems the old-fashioned way. You and me are going to fight when that bell rings at 3 o'clock. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon.
There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking to Andy Biggs next. Right now we go to his opening act in Salisbury, Vermont, listening on WVMT. Dennis is in the house. Yo, Dennis. Jimmy, word. It's been a while. How about it? Um, Listen, uh, um, Gates might uh, be seduced by the Democrats into throwing his name into the House Speaker race. And rightly or wrongly, Gates is widely reviled nationwide. Giving him the speakership for a year will allow the Democrats to use him as a concept to run against in the 2024 elections. He's a smart guy, and I hope he'd see through the tactics as speaker bait and resist the temptation. But um, anyway. uh, So what are you saying? They want Gates to be the speaker? Yeah. There's no chance. Like, you have a better shot. as, As a foil. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, he can he can get all the Democrats to vote for him. He got them all oh, to vote against McCarthy. That's funny. Uh, listen, so they, can I, yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you a quick story? Of course. Okay, um, there was a, I was at a local auto parts store, and I was the manager had sauntered over to the exit while I was at the checkout counter. When I got to the exit, he said, "You're him, aren't you? The guy that calls Jimmy Fieler." No, oh, no. And I said, "How do you know that?" And he said, uh, "You have a distinctive voice." So. I replied that I'm widely acknowledged as the Barry White of Fox Across America. Whoa, that's that's high praise. I'm surprised you admit to calling this show. I I tell most people I'd call Epstein Island before I'd say I called this show. Uh, but I appreciate your loyalty, Dennis, and congratulations. So is that your first sighting at the supermarket? It, it, you know what? It, if, uh, it, as usual, if my call has done anything to improve your show, you guys have a lot of work to do. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Congrats on the recognition. Dennis, becoming a local celebrity for calling into the program. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? How about this? Some stand-up dates. So you know next Friday I film my stand-up special. Friday night, October the 13th at the Paramount in Huntington. Going to be absolutely nuts. Uh, and then we've got some road dates coming up that you don't know about. Uh, I am returning to the Carson Nugget. That is Saturday night, December the 2nd in Carson, Nevada. And then December 16th, on the eve of my birthday, I will be at the Palm Beach Kennel Club down in Palm Beach, Florida. That's going to be a banger. And I have one date left on the Laughs and Liberty Tour with Kennedy. That is Kennedy and I. Okay. In Utica. Come on, Davey. Where are you at? Where are the chicken riggies at? WIBX. We are headed up uh, to the Stanley Theater in Utica on Saturday night, November the 11th. It'll be me in the K-Train in action. We expect to see all of you there if you're an IBX listener. It's going to be nuts. We moved it from Fat Cats to the theater so we could accommodate more people, do the same, you know, debauched meet and greet, all the silly stuff you guys like to do, pump me full of food and drink. Uh, I will be done filming my stand-up special. So if you guys care, if you need to know this, okay, Between now and next Friday, I will absolutely be, you know, holding my life together. It's a seven-camera shoot. you got to look good on camera. Okay, it matters. The last thing you want to do is the special to come out and have everybody turning on Fox Nation going, That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Okay, so we got to play a lot of defense. Fox has once again given me the guy who follows me around and knocks the food out of my hands. Put that cookie down now! But this time next week, when I get off that stage Friday night the 13th, it is on! So I mean it. Next Friday night at the Paramount, if you want to see Young Elvis, okay, next Friday night at the Paramount. If you wind up uh, seeing me in November or December, you are very much seeing Fat Elvis. Knowing me, I might even have on a rhinestone jumpsuit. You've seen some of the things. You saw what I wore on Gutfeld Monday night. That was embarrassing. I stand by the purchase. 
But the point is, it's going to be so unhinged on the road the rest of this year because it has been an insane year. Like, you guys kind of powered me through this, uh, it, it, you know, with all the calls and the texts and the silly Facebook messages and the replies on Twitter and everything in between. You guys kind of are the fuel. Okay, I'll be fine. I'm used to this. It's fun. It's not nearly as difficult as driving a cab. But I'm always fascinated by all of you guys who reach out to me. Like tomorrow would be a good example. Tomorrow I'll be on Fox and Friends first, 5 in the morning, 5.50 in the morning. Tomorrow night I'll be on Hannity at 9.50 p.m. Okay, it's a little bit of a gap. In between we'll host a radio show. We're doing some radio appearances. A lot of crazy stuff going on. Okay, you'll see me on Fox Business along the way. It's going to be a busy day. But I'm always fascinated at the end of those busy days when I get off Hannity on a Thursday night. And I get, a, you know, a couple dozen messages from you guys going, when do you sleep, bro? I saw you on Fox and Friends first at 5 in the morning. Now I'm watching you on Hannity at 10 at night. When do you sleep, bro? To which I reply, yo, when do you sleep? I think he's got a point. Seriously, you're worried about when do I sleep? When do you sleep? You're watching 19 hours a day of TV. I'm more concerned about you than I am about me, okay? I'll be fine. Don't worry about your radio, buddy. I know how to do this. But I appreciate the concern and the fact that you guys have the emotional investment in me that you do is very cool. And it's the reason I push these stand-up dates so hard, okay? You understand the way this works for me as a comic? I got to be funny. That's the job. If there's 12 of you or there's 1,200 of you, my job doesn't change. In fact, if there's less of you, I get out of there a lot earlier, okay? Because I meet every single person who shows up to see me. So when there is 1,200 to 2,000, okay, I have to meet every one of you. It's two hours, three hours, and it's not because I have to. It's because I want to. Okay, that's the thing I'm always trying to tell you guys about the gig. Okay, I want you at stand-up events because you realize you're part of something really cool. You'll never be around a larger collection of positive energy than you will if you go to one of these events because it's a bunch of like-minded people like yourself who care about the country and take the issue seriously but do not take themselves seriously at all. It's a really healthy thing to be a part of. So go to the Paramount in Huntington next Friday night, October the 13th, Stanley Theater in Utica, November the 11th. You can get out to the Carson Nugget December the 2nd, Palm Beach Kennel Club December the 16th. Come hang out with your radio, buddy, damn it. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. So fired up to talk to this next guest, a superstar representative from the Fighting 5th Congressional District of Arizona. He is also in charge with hiring a food taster for Matt Gates. Uh, Representative Andy Biggs is here. Hey, man. Hey, hey, Jimmy. And I was just wondering if you'd like to be my food taster. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I don't know if you heard, but the wardrobe department doesn't want me having food. Uh, I was told, I can't even I can't even get the gig. I can't even die for this cause I believe in. Uh, listen, man, uh, Matt, we'll yeah. say if once I shoot my stand up special, it shoots next Friday. I was told they're going to take off the shock collar and let me have carbohydrates again. So uh, we can renegotiate. You know, what we can do we can we can put a motion forward to vacate whoever your food taster is between now and then. Um, I can't, you know, here's the deal. I, I can't find uh, a food taster. I can't keep them. 
they they keep they keep dying <laughs> they like keep flies. dying on the gig. You can't advertise that big. You're gonna have a hard time hiring. <laughs> don't you understand? Yeah. Uh, oh. What a food fight you had yesterday. Speaking of food, so let's talk about this. Uh, I I personally, and this is something I think that's lost on everybody hyperventilating right now in the media. You know, if Congress has an approval rating of nineteen percent, it's not like Matt Gates broke up the Beatles yesterday. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's not nineteen percent. I think cockroaches have a higher uh, uh, favorability rating than we do right now. Well, but, it depends uh, on your exterminator. It's it's within the margin of error, though. It's within the yeah, margin of right. error. That, that's right. No, no. I mean, you're exactly right. It isn't like it isn't like people were looking at Congress saying, "You guys doing a heck of a job. Great stuff. Good work. Keep it up." No, they're all everywhere you go on the right or the left. They're like, "What's wrong with you, idiots?" And um, and I could tell you what's wrong with this, but but you don't. Your show doesn't even last that long every day. But there are so many things wrong here, and not the least of which is the the ultimate job we're supposed to do is pass a budget. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not even I'm I I would I, I'm not even asking that you pass a balanced budget. I'd li- I'd like you to just see if you could pass a budget out. You know, 12 bills. We're, we passed the law. The Congress passed the law in 1974 before, before you were born, not before me. But they passed this law that says you do this, and Congress ignores it every year. That is fascinating. I, 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 can I give you a data point? You're going to like this, yeah, this data point. Last 25 years, last 25 years, continuing resolution, which is a continuing resolution is where you monolithically take the budget that's going on and you just pass it. Mm. Um, you might increase it. But you just keep you pass it, and you keep all the policies in place, all the spending. It's just monolithic. You can't consider stuff separately. Uh, you know that's rare to do that. Last twenty five years, a hundred and thirty CRs, hundred thirty wow. continuing resolutions. That is bananas because you're thirty three trillion dollars in debt, and we're essentially just saying, well, we're going to keep spending at this level or higher. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's where you look at and you go to the mirror and you say, "I'm going to start." Well, I, I, this is not directed at you, Jimmy. This is directed sure, at me. I'm going to start the diet tomorrow, <laughs> every, every night. As you, as you stand there with a bowl, you know, a half yeah. gallon of ice cream in your hand and a and a Ooh. big mouth spoon, there. You know, I'm going to start tomorrow. But in the case of Congress, it's I'm going to start in 45 days. It's not <laughs> exactly. even tomorrow. It's even worse. Exactly. Than tomorrow. So, all right, I get so on the data side it makes sense, but when McCarthy said it was all personal from Gates, what percentage of it really was personal? Just speculating. I don't think any of it really was. To be to be frank with you, I'm, I know I know Matt probably as well as anybody in Congress knows him. I mean, we're we're yeah. good friends, really mm-hmm. good friends, and we talk. And I, I've never. I've never heard him say, I got, I got to get rid of Kevin because he's such a, you know, mm-hmm. he's attacking me personally. He's facil- I've never heard that. Okay. That's just that's just outrageous. What we've talked about is how do we make this place better? How do we make it work better? How do we get it back to work? Uh, I don't think any of it was. was well, perfect. let me ask you this. When you hear McCarthy say, you know, he was assured by Pelosi that she'd have his back. And that's why, you know, he he could get the speakership by maintaining that one vote threshold, essentially. Um, was McCarthy dumb for trusting Pelosi? That's not why he was dumb. Okay. <laughs> that's just, that's, you know, that's, that's the old, um, does this, does this dress make me look fat? No, uh-huh. honey, it's not the dress. Oh you, no. You, you cannot, 
You cannot say that. I mean, there there were so many problems uh, with Kevin. Let's let's talk about the debt ceiling. Can mm-hmm. we just talk about that? Give it a minute. So so he he impo- wants to impose a one point five trillion dollar one point five trillion dollar uh, national debt increase over an eight month period, right? Mm-hmm. So um, people like me, four of us, three other people plus me, said that's ludicrous. And he was saying, this is my starting point. This is how I'm anteing into the poker game to go negotiate with Schumer and Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's ridiculous. And so he goes there and he comes back, you know, two or three days later. And what do you think it is? There is no debt ceiling anymore. No debt ceiling in this country anymore. And it, the next time you bring it up is January 2025, after the presidential election. Both of those things were exactly what Joe Biden said he wanted. Wow, that is crazy. We're talking to Arizona Representative Andy Biggs about the chaos in Congress, which personally I don't think matters in the long term. If you guys get a new House speaker and you maintain the power of the purse and you actually do something productive with spending – I don't think come Election Day 2024, people are going to go, well, the country's doing better. But, you know, there was that one week in October of 2023. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, no, that's, yeah. that's exactly right. I mean, I mean, you, your point that that, you know, uh, the, the country's not saying don't break up the band, you know, yeah. no, they're, they, they would like to see change. Yeah. They want to see change. Um, I get it that some people say, well, it's too conflictual. You guys, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you just need to be um, kinder and reach across. And, and mm-hmm. basically, as you're going off, you know, in, uh, you're in the tank. You're in the tank in that Indiana Jones movie. And Indy <laughs> Je- and Jones fighting that dude on the tank. They <laughs> stop fighting on the tank as it's going off the cliff. Go embrace that guy. <laughs> well, listen. He's, be a lover, not a fighter. And in this day and age, as long as the tank is electric. Uh, we're okay. <laughs> As it goes over the cliff. Make sure it's Subs- not a fossil Subsidized. Yes, subsidized you. by everyone. A That's subsidized right. solar-powered tank is where this is headed. Uh, Biggs, give me this. Um, did anyone in the McCarthy camp consider pulling the fire alarm during yesterday's proceedings to interrupt? <laughs> no. Uh, thankfully, no. I think that – you know what? I'm going to say this in, in all seriousness – um, I think McCarthy, in, when he spoke to the conference last night, was probably as gracious as as you could be under the circumstances. I thought he was he was incredibly okay. gracious. Uh, he, you know, he was he he set the tone. I thought he did okay. You know, uh-huh. um, but no, I didn't see that. But I I don't know if I told you this, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. So on Saturday, we're going to vote for that monstrosity. Uh, see another monolithic yep. CR. And seven or eight people have been kind of – we've just been kind of shooting the breeze in my office talking about stuff. And we go walking out, and we go to a door, the door we always go to. And there's – I don't know. There's a big sign that says, no exit today, you know, whatever. And then there's two other signs behind it. And so we left. Yeah. (laughs) 30 seconds later, that is the exit Jamal Bowman went to. And decided that he Stop had to pull the fire alarm. No kidding. Stop it. No kidding. Re- I'm not kidding you. Uh, let me let me give you some horse sense on why I think his story is not legit. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, there's a million reasons why beyond yeah. the, you know yeah. the reality that no one, the people know what a fire alarm is. It says fire on it, and we never pulled open doors. We can get we can get into all of that, but the fact that he distributed talking points the morning after. I was saying this on Gutfeld the other night. Okay, you look at it outside of Congress. If four married guys go out for drinks, the only time they're coordinating their story the following morning is if they went somewhere they weren't supposed to be. 
You dig? Yes. As if yes. The, the missus is going to come down with a reign of terror. Wait, you were where? You know, and uh, that's, I think, what happened. If you're distributing talking points, it's because you can't tell the real story. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and, I mean, one of my favorites was when he first got caught. Mm-hmm. Is, it was, I thought it would open the door. That's the greatest thing in the world. I, I think, I thought that red button that said, pull if fire, uh-huh. would open the door. <laughs> well, you know, listen, he was a school, he was a, I know, but he was a school principal in New York City. And if you've seen the state of education in New York City, it would be possible that he wouldn't know better, but come on, give me a break. That's insane, oh. Biggs. Come on, Biggs. This is why we can't great. have nice things. All That's right, give, right. That's right. Give me some inside baseball. Uh, we've got a lot of people vying for this gig now. Jordan threw his hat in the ring. Scalise threw his hat yep. in the ring. There are Trump rumblings as well. Uh, who's the early favorite? You know, I don't, I don't know. And I have to tell you, I'm, I'm now the pariah in conference. Me and Gates and the, the, the yeah, others. Yeah. Oh, so I can't even... I don't even want to suggest a name uh, that I might even like, even, okay. even if, I don't, if I think, yeah, there's other people better, but I might like that person. If I were to suggest that name, a mm-hmm. hundred people would say, I'm not voting for that person because Biggs, Biggs mentioned Guilt by association. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So. Fe- feelings are a little raw here. That is amazing. But it's amazing because the one thing, the lesson I think Republicans could have learned from all of this is the ability to play team ball, okay? They don't we don't have it, okay? Meaning like Pelosi got her party to vote 208 to nothing. She wasn't even there. She put in the call from California and was like, the boss lady says this. I mean, in truth, if McCarthy was a stronger speaker or had pursued, I think, more of the ideals that were expected of him, he probably could have survived this thing. Could he have not? Uh, yeah, I mean that's the whole thing. This doesn't happen. This doesn't happen if he doesn't screw up the debt ceiling. If he doesn't screw up the twelve bills. If he, you know, if he brings the bills. I mean, he just had to see to it that a couple of bills were brought to the floor. Yep. If he would have, if he would have released the January sixth video footage, uh-huh. all the things he said he would do. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. then, then we never actually re- reach this point. And you know what happens? I, I said it last January. I wanted him to be the most successful speaker in history because if it was, I knew he'd be a conservative speaker, and I knew that the country would be getting back on the right track, and we'd be trying to rein in the ridiculous uh, uh, aftermath, the results of the Biden administration. But it didn't happen. Lo and behold, he's off to that great Dancing with the Stars episode in the sky. Mm. Unbelievable. Mm. Well, at least they'll get the votes there. Um, last but not least, Biggs, and I'll let you go. Uh, one of the things that's coming up, I mean, is a hot topic in the 2024 election is, you know, Trump is obviously running away with this thing. He's up about 50. And one of the things people have told us is, you know, a main reason why DeSantis isn't closing the gap is, number one, Trump is just very formidable and has a hold on the party. Uh, but two, I was told within Congress he had likability issues. Was DeSantis cool or was he a guy that people didn't really hang out with? Well, you know, I, he was here for two years with me, and he was in the Freedom Caucus with me. So uh, I, I didn't have – I had one committee with him, I think. And, you okay. know, he was there. Uh-huh. And we just chit-chat now and then. Uh, I didn't think he – you know, people tell people say that, um, that he's a little bit aloof or something. Mm-hmm. But I never found that. Okay. I mean, 
Lizzie yeah. does good on my show, but to be fair, you do good on my show. So where's the bar? <laughs> it's Jim, Jimmy, it's because the host is so skilled. That will uh, the... make no debate about that. Maybe not yeah. at radio, but at other things, Biggs. I so can, who you know... is the, who, you know who is your host? I, mean, <laughs> uh, I always yeah. say this sounds like pirate radio. Like people tune in and they assume the real host is tied up in the corner. That's <laughs> but that's my superpower. The fact that I don't have one, it makes me more relatable. You see, you throw yes. some academic yes. in this seat and he just yells at people all day with statutes. They fall asleep and drive off the road. I am Radio Rumble Strips. I'm keeping the American people awake, Biggs. You see? Oh, sorry. I fell asleep there for a second. Ah, that's um, enough out of you, Biggs. You know, yeah, yeah, you know that's a... Get him out of here. <laughs> Get him out. Good stuff, brother. We'll do it again sooner, right, pal? All right, Jimmy, man. Take You're the care, best. Buddy. There he goes. Andy Biggs on the Fighting 5th Congressional District. Uh, I got to tell you, man, what's going on in Washington right now I find the whole thing hilarious. I do. And people say, ah, oh, it's a week we're not working on the border. It's a week we're not working on the Bidens. All of that stuff. None of it matters. Okay, if you get the right leadership in power. You know, Gates, Biggs, the eight guys that voted to oust McCarthy in the Republican Party, they are pariahs within the party right now. People can't, you know, how dare you? How dare you not play team ball within the party? But the truth is, it's not about party ball, dude. It's about helping the country. And I don't care if a party has to take a step back, even if it's the party I support, if we're better off in the long term. Like, everybody needs to stop playing the short game, which is, I want to, you know, we got to own the libs, bro. Okay? Owning the libs is expensive if it keeps coming at the expense of the country. Just the same as every Democrat that's like, we'll open the border because the Republicans don't want us to. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, because every single Democrat who supported a sanctuary city is now saying we can't have sanctuary cities. Okay, there are real life consequences to a lot of the actions in Washington, and I think they've all been immune to them for too long. So if throwing, you know, a wrench in their lobbyist cocktail circuit this week, because now they've got to, you know, come up with a new speaker. Okay, is the casualty in all of this. I think it's the funniest thing in the world. Sorry if you're working at a strip club. Congress is not going to be keeping their regular hours this weekend. But trust me, come Tuesday, they pick a new speaker. Them and their lobbyist dirtbag pals will be right back there in the champagne room. Hubba, hubba. Call in now. We're excited to hear from you. Who the is this? This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Heading back to the calls one more time. Scott is in Idaho Falls. Yo, Scott. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing? My man. Uh, what a what a food fight of a day. But thanks to the callers. You guys kind of carry the show today. So don't fumble at the one. Scotty, what do you know? Well, I'm trying. So, hey, I heard about two weeks ago you had talked to, or asked one of your listeners to give you a suggestion to come to eat at breakfast in Idaho Falls. Yes. And I know they said Smitty's. Uh-huh. Smitty's is fine, but I wanted to give you another one. It's okay. called Abracadabra's Ooh. on Channing Way. Ooh. That sounds like so, a good time. Abra- I'm kind of old school. I like the biscuits and gravy thing. Uh-huh. But they got stuff like uh, Captain Crunch, French Toast, and things like that. So, Whoa. you know, being that. You're, if you're the before model, I'm like the before the before model. <laughs> you know, I kind of get the whole food thing. Scotty, 
or if, if me and you wind up hanging out, that could be a, a threat to our very existence. But what a good way to die. You well, know? I've got another good way to go, too. Give it to me. So I belong to a shooting club here in oh. Idaho Falls Okay. called it's Cowboy Fast Drop. Uh-huh. We have a practice on that Saturday here in town where you shoot uh, wax bullets at little targets. Uh-huh. And uh, you get to play cowboy for a few a little bit of time. Oh. And I wanted to invite you and your family to come and do that with us on Saturday if you're free. That would be amazing and very gracious of you. So I will be family free on the trip because Lincoln has a football game. Uh, but uh-huh. we're getting to the bottom of this right now. But I'd come hang out. I mean, growing up, probably my favorite backyard game. We used to play. It was a game called Cowboys and Elizabeth Warrens. And, uh, always a good time. What that mean? So you <laughs> good job, Scotty. Uh, we will talk as the date gets closer. But thank you for the offer. And yes, we do need to eat at some point. So buckle up, buddy. The the great Scott in Idaho Falls taking it home. I will say this right now: the game ball today goes to the callers. <laughs> Andy Biggs came on. He you know made his little jokes, and yeah, we Byron Donalds was on fire. But at the end of the day, okay, I am not the star of the show. We are. It is our thing. And you guys really threw the fastball. So this buds for you. What the hell did you just say? From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.